Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. I don't give one fuck. I'll drop this nigga for driving. Real shit, y'all gotta fit. Y'all need a bad Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Just, um, just happy that Dr. Dre is still living, breathing, and making music. And who knew? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that album was coming out till this week, something like that. Well, that's when we released it. It was a secret thing. You know, if it not been for this strand of content thing, it would have been one of those albums that just dropped out the sky, like the Beyonce album or, you know, anything else recently. Yeah, and it was a pleasant surprise last night. At first, like, you know, I almost ruined it for everybody. I almost live-tweeted the album through text. Um, yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> and that's the first song that plays on there, and it was like, headbanger. Um, no Mosh and Thrasher. Um, <laughs> but uh, welcome back to One Nation Radio, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed our um, hip-hop podcast last week with Drake and Meat Mill. Um, as far as I know, they're not booked for SummerSlam yet. Um <laughs> They, uh, you want to touch on that real quick before we go forward? Like, the latest developments? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can do it real quick. Um, Monday at the OVO Fest, Drake basically did a sliding, like, remember on Chappelle's show when they did the, uh, Player Haters Ball? Yeah. They did, like, the photo, what they called the, <laughs> the yearly, the annual photo flip. Yep. And they started, you know, ragging on Diddy's teeth and talking about Kelly Osbourne, why mm. she couldn't sing. Yeah, it pretty much it's sort of like the same thing. Like I'm, I'm just up there by myself, and I'm just doing like the the, the point. I'm just doing the point present, the PowerPoint presentation. Where I'm just, I, I'm doing a concert, even dissing or dissing Meek Mill at the time. I'm just, yeah. Next slide, please, sir. Next one on the reel. It was, it was funny because people acting like they never seen this before. I, the presentation was different, but the, the, I mean the thought is the same. same thing. It's just you know it's just basically a new age take on the summer what, jams. Yeah, the summer, the summer jam, jam screen. screen. Yeah, and that's why I liked it so much because it was like yeah. that's my that's one of my favorite like beef tactics ever was when Jay Z is like put you up there. Yeah, yeah, twinkle toes, you're breaking my heart. Yeah, the thing with Jay did though with Prodigy, all that stuff was real. Yeah, which made it cut deeper. Um, and what's been happening lately with Meek Mill, like everyone has immediately declared him that he, have, he has lost the beef. It's over. Uh, back to Back is one of the greatest diss records of all time. I've just heard some foolish shit like that. Well, it, it, well in my mind, I don't. Uh, it's essentially over. Well, because what Meek Mill is doing right now, he's taking the best possible strategy that he can take. So he's, did he stop? No. <laughs> no. If, 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 if he wants to win, like, this is like, you know, something I didn't even think of. But he's still coming at Drake, but he's not doing it in these songs because he's not, he knows he's not going to be able to sway public opinion just because, you know... He's such a uh, object of people's ridicule right now. So his what he's been doing is pre- premiering these like exclusive verses in each town uh, in front of people that are his supporters, and they're basically going to turn to urban legends until the pressure turns back up. Like, okay, when are you going to go back in the booth? So, and, he, and he's dropping like you know short freestyles about him, and you know that's how he's decided to attack. So we'll see if it works out for him, but. My question for you is this: When he was doing this at these, uh, he's doing these, I guess, custom-made uh, verses, disc, verse disses. Mm-hmm. 
was that was wasn't that like at the same time you talking about he's gonna give Drake a wedgie? I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry, dude. Like, yeah, you can't, I don't. You yeah. can't be the shoot 'em up. You can't be like the famous shoot 'em up rapper in these par- parts right now or this time. You talk about you gonna get somebody a wedgie on some bu- on some bullies take your lunch money shit. Like, I mean, yeah. Why do that when you can just like you know just kill him? You can just you know squeeze. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's just weird to me. Hit him with a tech. Yeah. You know? All of that. Yeah. I I I, I just. When I saw that on Twitter, that uh, I think it was Tuesday, I was like, I just can't. He just can't. He can't win. Like he just yeah. can't win. So we'll see. But um, bet we had we didn't do a wrestling podcast last week. So yeah. real quick, um, last week we had Roddy Roddy Piper die. Um, this may be controversial, but we didn't really speak on it too much. Mm-hmm. Um. I was not one of the biggest Roddy Piper fans around. James? Yeah, same here. Like, uh, most of his career is based off of him with the mic. Uh, he, you know, he had, you know, uh, he had pretty pretty memorable matches, whether it's WrestleMania 1 or 2 or the Eight. stuff, or 3, actually, or him uh, and Brett at WrestleMania 8. Uh, his WCW time he had the uh, Starcade the, the with chain Hogan. match. No, 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 oh, no, no, you're talking about he, yeah. He had the chain match with Greg, Greg Hammer Valentine, and he was it ear was his ear that started ear bleeding. Yeah. yeah, he busted his, bust his ear drum. Yeah, I mean he's had uh, he's had great wrestling in ring memories as well. But when you think of Piper, you think of him being an asshole on the mic, or him being an asshole that was funny, and a lot of that stuff of him being an asshole is. Just files bigoted racist and stuff. So I just wasn't. And people say, no, "Oh, racist." And the thing that kills me is the and people are like you know, oh, it's a put on act. It was like you know what also put on act. Well, if there's a man went out there and said what, to John Cena, "What up, my nigga?" Like I'm yeah. not going for none of that stuff. Yeah, it's just that's just late at work. At at worst, it's lazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. At best, it's lazy. At worst, it's downright evil. So what are we doing here? The only thing I did was I tweeted the picture of him at WrestleMania 6 where he was fighting Bad <laughs> oh News Brown gosh. and he had half his body painted in shoe leather or whatever the hell it was and he couldn't get that, get that shit off and I just posted that. If I remember, they recapped it one time on WWE, which kills me about they're, they're just flat out just blind spot for insensitive, racial insensitivity. Because Bad News Brown They'll was show- supposedly half black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like and uh, he was playing it was shoe polish and it never came out and the person that that told him to do it I believe was Andre knowing it wasn't going to come off and you, you'll see that on the list of stuff they'll talk about it just like wow dude that's incredibly uh, bad why do y'all why would y'all even try to remind people that y'all ever did this stuff? right it's the same thing when they show the D, and we all talk about this like the DX uh, in blackface in blackface impersonating yeah impersonating the nation domination and you got. Uh, Triple H, who becomes one of your greatest champions ever, in in blackface would have would have. <laughs> well, actually, Triple H wasn't in blackface. No, he was. You look at it, go look at his face. I had to I had to shake it back yeah, and see if he was dark. His face is darker than it normally is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, I thought he just wor- had the wig on no, and, and the, the eyebrow. The worst is the worst is Mark the Mark Henry thing with with Walton though. Billy Gunn was pretty bad too. Yeah. 
But my older boys is bronzed. But it, it was just worse because he, he yeah. like they just they made him like a gorilla, and they told him his nipples touched. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, and you always you always gonna have the you know. Do you remember the like late or in the two thousand when they were calling Mark Henry the Silverback of the WWE? The Silverback, yeah. It's like. <sighs> I know Michael Hayes must have loved that. It was game. Michael Cole that was telling him that was doing it, but like they had JBL doing commentary even back then, and JBL wasn't even touching that shit. <laughs> and that's JBL <laughs> who was talking about protecting the borders, getting Mexicans out of here. Like that's just when JBL was like, "Hey, bro, I think you should chill out with this kind of stuff." Then you know it's bad, All right? But um, nevertheless, uh, it's always sad when another wrestling legend goes, and um, I'm sure he'll, p- people will miss him. Uh, you can't take away from the impact that he had um, with WrestleMania One because people want to see his, you know, get his ass whooped. Yep. Um, but by the time I started watching Roddy Piper, he was like very retired. Uh, coming back, the first time I ever seen Piper was when he was the president in the lead up, and he made the Iron Man match. And then you know he fought Gold Dust pretty much in that you know OJ Simpson spoof. Yeah, two years after the fact. All right. He's gonna pull up the footage. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was, and then he showed him in WCW. So, uh, recipes, Roddy Piper. Um, hope you ain't up there making racist jokes because you got to run it with somebody up there. I have a question. The match he had with Hope was that Starcade or Halloween Havoc? It was. They had two matches. They had one in the cage. It was Halloween Havoc '97. Okay. They had a match at Starcade '96, and they also had a match at Super Brawl '97, if I'm not mistaken. Were any of them good? No. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. Um, there were a lot of like bait and switch finishes. You remember the one where Macho Man turned? I think you were over here and I played it for you. Macho Man turned on him. They ended the match and then they just started it again and counted Piper out. It was ridiculous. And Savage basically joins the NWO off that shit. Um, Go figure. Yeah. But um, we had Seth Rollins last week break John Cena's nose with a Sagat style knee. Yeah. Uh, um,. Yeah, Sagat Rollins out there. Uh, Cena's nose looked like... Dude, I can't even give you a good joke of what it looked like. It just looked bad. I remember you saying it looked like Rocky Balboa. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to throw one up for you and lob it. Dude, I don't remember what I said about that, about his nose. It looked bad, man. Like, that's one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Yeah, you know you see guys with their, you know, like, uh, you know, it looks like a crew to the side, you know, like the Wade Barrett type of deal, but yeah, that one just looked ugly, and it looked ugly immediately, especially when he goes down, and you see him just, covering his face, and then all you see was that gush of uh, bloody of blood snot come off on the on the apron uh, ring. On you, the apron you know what that reminded like, me oh, of? No. That reminded me of when Jason Kidd broke his nose, and then he was laid face uh, on <laughs> oh, his back, man. and he had, and then it just blood just covered his hands while he had his face covered. You know what that actually reminded me of? When LeBron got, when Serge Ibaka broke LeBron's nose two years ago. Mm, was LeBron bleeding like that? Yes. Like, he remember, he followed, he saw, I don't know how yeah. he did it, but he followed through and got the dunk after he got, you know, his nose hit on the ground, and then he falls over, and then he's covering his face, you're like, alright, well, you know, LeBron, you know, LeBron really plays up this stuff, and then all of a sudden you see just all on the wood. You're like, oh, I'm trying to remember wow. when Kobe... I think Kobe got the broken nose, too, with uh, Dwayne Wade in the All-Star game. His nose wasn't bleeding. It didn't gush like okay. that. Okay. Um, 
I want to say probably the other time that was really bad was when Big Show got his nose broke by Floyd. Does John Cena come back with the Zorro mask? Yeah, he's going to have the wrestle with a protective mask on. I'm trying to see him come back with the black Zorro mask looking like R. Kelly. <laughs> That's what I want to see. You want him in the crime fighter, huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. The you Kobe Bryant, switch, 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 switch the gimmick Kyrie just Irving a little joint. bit. Okay. You know, tweet the gimmick just a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, Cena, like, uh, wins an ap- excellent match uh, with Rollins. Um, and then, you know, to fast forward to this week. Uh, no later, we don't care. People just booing the hell out of John Cena. Like, like, what's it going to take for John Thank Cena? Thank you, Rollins. Like, the like those fans are assholes. Like, I thought it was funny because I kind of felt like it was going to happen, and it was it like, was even, shit. It was even worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, you know, sarcastic claps, but it kept going. Right. While in the meantime, while Seth Rollins is, you know, telling. Give all of his heel cheat beat stuff. Yep. Saying like, that, yeah, saying kick that, his ass, Rollins. You know, was it, were they in San Jose? Yeah, same spot as San, WrestleMania. Yeah. San Jose is a place to be, but not because of you guys, because I'm here. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. We're going for it. He came out with that that crappy mock shirt to John Cena. Yeah, that you can't see me sounds whack. It does. It does. I think it's just more the novelty of it, but um, yeah. These fans ain't shit, bro. They ain't never gonna cheer Cena. <laughs> Ever. It's just, it became the thing to do. If you were, in, okay. If you came up and your thing was to cheer Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 when he fights The Rock, you're going to cheer for Hulk Hogan. It, it's sort of like this thing where you've just been ingrained to go anti Cena, the, the hardcores, to go anti Cena. Regardless of whatever happens, like he go, he gets the crap beat out about Brock Lesnar. He beats him with Buckle. a chain to come back and beat him. <laughs> Wrestler of the year so far Plus doesn't Bible, matter. Doesn't matter. U.S. Open Challenge doesn't matter. Nah, none of that, man. Bro, that's almost like how many times has he like got injured? How many times has John Cena got injured in the middle of a match and finished the match? It's been like at least two, three years. Yeah, like two, three, bunch. four times. A bunch. You don't care, man. Like, bro, <laughs> like, people don't care about Cena. Like yeah. that man gets no it's like, fun. you know, he gets no type of, you know, pat on the back. No, hey, I thank mean, you, John. We appreciate you. Like no. that man's gonna have to retire. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, to be beloved in this day and age, nobody is above being ridiculed. That's not how it is. Unless you're like, you know, Daniel Bryan, but. More, eh, yeah, I Ain't guess. nobody born there. I Brian, guess, bro. yeah. Okay, he's sort of rare. I meant, I meant more along the lines of the time we're in. We're just more hypercritical. Like, there's more stuff to get into, so there's less time to actually like put put somebody up on a pedestal more than like compared to the god status that people from the '80s or '90s were, were given. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're way overexposed. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like for like we talk about music all the time. Like the best thing that ever happened to Biggie and Tupac were them dying. <laughs> like given especially given somebody like Tupac given the stuff like his raps and you know, I don't even want to get into that, but you know what I'm saying. That's like another podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always guys that have their flaws and their the flaws are bigger now. Yeah. So with wrestling, you know, oh you're corny? Dude, I can't stand him, he's corny. He's right. so corny, and he's the corniest, and it, it, it just continues forever. 
Um, five star, four star match or not? People just don't care. No. Um, four star matches. You know, speaking of that, Neville and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, to open up Monday Night Raw after that promo. Um, they uh, basically uh, Rollins issues a WWE World Heavyweight Title Open Challenge, um, pretty much stealing Cena's gimmick. But uh, you know, JoJo comes back in the ring. She asks if the Open Challenge was legitimate. He said it was, and he received verification from the authority. But they had two stipulations: his opponent must be under six feet tall and under two hundred pounds. Immediately, I'm like, why would they say this? Why would they just 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 take the larger than life aspect away from their guys? Um, I think what they were trying to do um, was it was kind of like the oh com- they should have brought Daniel Bryan out there in that case. <laughs> I think a lot of it was I think a lot of it was the kind of like a thing of saying all right, well if we have actually be a legitimate actual WWE World Heavyweight Championship Open Challenge. Why the hell wouldn't Roman Reigns sprint to the ring, right? You know what I mean? Or Randy Orton or Dean Ambrose or whoever else that's, you know. Right. Somebody that would. The entire roster, bum rush the ring. Right. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He was there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he'll start sprinting out there and saying, well, he sprinted out for Undertaker. You know, he's like, no, we can't be having that. Yeah. So. They probably should. Did you think El Torito was going to come out at any minute? No. I would watch the Seth Rollins El Torito match, dude. If they had done that, we, people would have zoned down on him. People would have been like, "Oh, this bro, bullshit. I would have the channel. I would have immediately tweeted out my Seth Rollins column. They would have, <laughs> they would have had, to, yeah, they would have had to brought out Curtis Axel to be like, "Don't change the channel." Yeah, yeah. So they they made the right decision by by teasing it at least. Yeah, like, the tease was funny to me because I was like, "There's no way in hell." Right. Like if so, I'm changing this channel right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but they have a they have a really good match. They go back and forth for a while. Really good match, um, especially the near falls. They, yes, they had what I immediately turned on Twitter. One of the greatest near falls of all time. Uh, I don't think it was hyperbole in People saying that. People were into it, but once that happened, like it just went, took it up to another level. Like, okay, all right. Like he, can actually, first, he can actually possibly win. Like, first was the Jackknife uh, cover where mm-hmm. he reversed yep. the pedigree, and it looked like the ref should have counted to three. That was the one that I felt like got. I thought that was a better one than the ring one. Uh, than the ring rope one. Like, because I, I, was, finisher, so. I was into it. I was just. That's true. I was into it, but then it was like. Because I think what got me into it, because we were. We were, um. Texting each other on the group thing. Um, on Twitter, and I don't. I didn't want to say DMs. Sorry. <laughs> like, uh, what are you doing, DMs? <laughs> like, slide your DMs. Like, yeah. hey, what yeah. about this wrestling? I didn't want you yeah. to say it. So, yeah. but we were like down that group uh, thread. BWB. <laughs> so, and you were texting something about the Chris Benoit. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, Chris Jericho Triple H thing, and I was like, hmm. And then when the near fall, I was like, oh, okay, that might be what they're doing. Oh, no. And then he kicked out. I was like, oh, that, that was, I was into the match, but you could just feel the crowd just like, wait, what? Yeah, like, like they, and then they the were going was, up the hill. They immediately, like, that got, you know, people really didn't think they never had a chance. But once that happened, that got the crowd behind them 100%. Right. Like, they, like, any, any, like, like anyone but Rollins. Like, 
Um, I had argued on Twitter like they should have done a title change and they basically stripped Neville of the belt. Um, you know, just in a one night. Nah, I mean, they could do it. They'd be like, be they'd be like, they'd Why, be like, funsies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, could, they could say, yeah, you have to defend your title again uh, against Seth Rollins immediately tonight like, and then take the belt back at the end of the night. Um, you, can't, you can't be having them win the belt uh, even for... Like, those short title reigns does nothing for anybody. Uh, like, I understand, like, when was the last one they did? Rey Mysterio? Like, yeah, a one well, night, well, like, a lesson Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Wait, which one did he own? Remember, he got the dusty finish? Oh, the, the dusty and then that man stole the belt? That's not a, no, he, that wasn't, that wasn't legit. That doesn't, he's not in the record books. Yeah. Yeah, it was Ray. It was Ray. It was super short. Like, the reason why they gave it to Ray was more. cash in. The reason why they gave it to Ray was just like a lifetime lifetime achievement type of deal, you know, more than anything else. Yeah. But yeah. to do that with him is like, nah man, he has he's just like he's only been around for months. When he when he hit that um that red arrow, he um you know Rollins barely kicked out. He didn't kick out, actually. The foot just goes up on the ropes, and they shot that at such a good angle where it looked like the ref was counting three, and then all of a sudden, you saw the foot, and it was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, then, uh, you know, from there, the crowd goes one more time. He misses, and then Rollins hits a picture-perfect pedigree on that's him. Why you need a, that's why you need a submission. Who? You can't put somebody away. You need a submission. Yeah. Like if you like if you can't finish somebody off with a double A with a super AA, you you, you slap yeah. on SDF and make yeah. them tap out, right? Yeah, quit. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes it doesn't work. My I think um he's gonna need that because you can't have him just climb up the top rope all the time. Who? Uh, no, he should yeah. start doing like like if it wasn't already taken, like do the sharpshooter or something, but I don't know. He's not to get. No, he's not to get submission because he can't. Oh, he can't put him away. He's like, what happens when he gets to like? If he ever does, gets to one of these like twenty minute WrestleMania matches, mm-hmm. he he can't be given like guys through two red arrows. Yeah, two red and arrows. Have kick out. Like it's not. No, nah, it's just too. It's too much. Cause, you know, so it's like there's, you can't really counter other than put your knees up. Hell, what he could probably do an arm bar maybe, but even Give Becky Lynch is doing it. Yeah, you could. Give you him could. a cross face. Why not? Yeah. Hey, why not? Um, we got Matadors and Lucha Dragons against the New Day and the Ascension. Did the Ascension ever look out of more out of place than this? Dude, I don't know what they 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 have nothing. Yeah, they have nothing going on for them. I love the New Day. Um, you think they're gonna force like you're gonna force this to like a four man ta- multi man tag match or something? Yes, like hopefully that. um the Ascension get left out. And they just do Matadors, Lucha Dragons, New Day and uh Primetime Players. I think they're better off just doing New Day and Primetime Players and let them boys have like a tornado tag match or something. I mean, I'd probably good be good with that because the last time they had a multi man tag match was the WrestleMania. Open- yeah, the opener. That was a really good match. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of the same people involved. But I just can't deal with... Um, I, just, I just can't deal with all these other tag teams that will be getting title shots that aren't over. And I understand it's tag division. Who really cares? But I'd rather see Titus O'Neil, uh, you know, um, try to kill Kofi Kingston. 
That's right. I'd rather just see that. Bow. Or when he tries and gives him the hardest big boot known to man. Yeah. Um, then we got the submission sorority. Oh, God. Uh, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Paige. And as you said, these girls were immediately renamed. Uh, oh, they've been renamed? Yes, they're called PCB now. It's just like Paige, Becky, Charlotte. But uh, the submission sorority, uh, people were calling them the SS for short. Dude. And also, no, the thing- submission sorority, yeah. you know, is apparently is some type of porn gimmick that's on the internet somewhere. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I found out. I found out about it uh, because somebody, one of those satirical uh, Twitter sites for Raw or just WWE in general that live that live tweet following Raw or whatever event's going on for WWE, posted the search results <laughs> for when you type this submission <laughs> on the first page of Google. And I sent it to y'all, and I was like, "Wow, this is bad." And that was like right. After, As it happened, that was right. Like, yeah, this is like right after they mentioned submission Roy. I was like, dude, you can't do that because they're going to be nicknamed the SS, and then you're like, I'm just going to call them. Fine, I'm just going to call them the Gestapo. And you're like, what's what? I don't, I don't get it. SS, and I was like, Wiki it. And you're like, oh, singer police, gotcha. All right, <laughs> just, like I just, I just could not imagine that they just didn't even like that. Just that. got past the drawing board, like, yeah. like you know that that got through the curtain. Pretty yeah. much. That made it to the booking sheet. Speaking of uh, people not just having a blind spot for inside of a business because there's so many people and people don't get a chance to get together and come up with ideas until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Do you hear about your cults? No. I don't okay. think I did. So, they're doing... Um, you know, you ever heard of like a gun buyback for people? I did hear something about this. You know, like, it for was, example, for like, of like, gun buyback. Yes, we'll give you, so like... We'll, we'll pay you money for you to sell us guns you don't use anymore yeah. or unregistered what, weapons. What blah, were blah, the Colts doing? It was like a ticket buyback or... <laughs> no, expired prescription pills. Yes, I they did will, hear they, about they, that. They will give you, uh... They will give you something in exchange for that. I don't know if it was money or if it was, um, merchandise or, or tickets or whatever. But yeah, you know, Jim Ursay yeah. out there, and then you give a fact that like, yeah, Ursay got <laughs> pulled over with a year or two ago <laughs> all with all those prescription pills. pills and like twenty nine thousand dollars of cash on them. Enough pills to make Jake Roberts jealous. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, you just don't. Hey, how does I Jake Roberts I, keep outliving all these people? I I could have sworn I told you this earlier. You want me to say it on this? Yes. I think the joke was he God cares more about them than than Rob. Than, uh, oh yeah, yeah. God likes him more than Jake. This or Jake think he likes Jake to more than uh more than Roddy Piper. I mean, that's, I guess that's how it goes. I, I mean, I do too. So you know, but um, Charlotte and Becky Lynch uh, teamed up to take on the Bella Twins. Uh-huh. Um, Charlotte ends up tapping Nikki in the middle of the ring. You know what that's setting up, and. I would say it's setting that up, but except they let Charlotte lose on SmackDown to Naomi. I know no one watches SmackDown, but the fact that all these chicks are just beating each other is just no one's gonna elevate. Like, they're not making any... That's Charlotte's only loss she's had, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's her only loss. Yeah, like, like every other match she's point, been in tag or not, she's like she, she shouldn't lose. The like she shouldn't lose. I mean, if it, you want to, if you want to create a marquee women's match with, it's looking like it's gonna be Nikki Bella and Charlotte, or it I, could be a triple threat I think with happened, Sasha, Nikki, and Charlotte. What I think happens because you know they love doing the you lose, you got to get a win back. 
uh, deal. It's because Naomi had no business losing to Paige on Monday. Yeah. So the idea was Paige is going to be on the podcast with Austin right after the show. We can't have her lose and then come out here and be a spokesman. Yeah. Yeah. So Naomi will have you uh, lose and then you'll get the win back on SmackDown. They should have had her beat Becky. But, you know. I mean... I don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you. Like, they, they're they just trading. Like, for example... It's, it's like, like, what is the money match? It's the ultimate rock, paper, scissors right now. Yeah. Because, one, right now, we have no idea where we're going for whatever the match is going to be. If there will be matches or or one match or whatever. But only thing we know is the Bellas are going to lose. The Bellas yeah. are losing. The yeah. only... And the other two sets of teams, they're not trading wins. They should just do, like, a women's G1 with all of them. Do, like, a round robin. Let them all... If they want to let them all beat each other, at least let one of them try to get over and win the fucking thing. So, what are we, three weeks out? Uh, two yeah, weeks out? Yeah, two weeks out from SummerSlam. I don't know if you got enough time to do all that. Yeah, I know especially, they don't have time now, Especially but. given the fact that they don't... They don't care about... Like I said, like you said earlier, they don't care about SmackDown yeah. results, so... What are you going to do? Like... After SummerSlam or whatever, they need to do like a women's G1, like split them off into, uh, you know, there's nine of them, and I'm sure they can find one other chick to fill out the 10th. Like they can get Emma or something. Well, and eventually, um, eventually, Natty's gonna come back. Yeah, that's true. You would think. Then, uh, well, Summer Ray and Lana are around. But they're involved with each other. They're gonna be yeah. off. They're gonna be off in that mixed yeah. tag match. Watch. Hell, Watch let, 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 let Cameron get... let Cameron come in and just lose every match and go zero and ten, Ugh. or zero and nine, Ugh. whatever it is. Gross. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, let the let them do a women's G one, and then you know, you build to that final match whether you want to do Charlotte versus Sasha, and then um. Either Nikki, you know, or if you want to screw somebody and set up something else, it's just, you know, tournament booking. So, are we almost guaranteed that at SummerSlam there's one of them, like, one, somebody's going to screw somebody amongst these three teams? Oh, they're they too fucking happy, bro. Like, I feel like, uh, like between Paige, uh, Becky, and Charlotte, like, somebody's, somebody's going to turn on somebody. But, I mean, even uh, even in Team Bad, it... it, it like somebody's gonna screw somebody. Like the only team that I feel like is actually gonna have some cohesiveness will be actually team. Will be the 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 Bellas because they're the heels. You know how it always works. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go to a break. We're gonna come right back. Uh. We'll be talking about Kevin Owens Cesaro. Uh. We'll be talking about what else? Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman showing up. The excellence of Rusev. Um. What else we got on there? Uh, oh, yeah. Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt and Sheamus out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. So, we'll be right back. One Nation Radio. Look at the adjective. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. You're here in deep water. Beat is insane. Um, up next, uh, we had Ms. TV. Um, Cesaro and uh, Kevin Owens are the guests, mm-hmm. and he brought out Kevin Owens first. Um, basically, uh, you know, 
Kevin Owens, you know, tells Miz he likes his movies and a bit of, you know, heel-on-heel, you know, bigger uppery. I don't know what the word I wanted to use was. Um, (laughs) Bigger uppery, okay. Cesaro is getting a push, bro. Seems like it. Like, I saw him rip the shirt off and and, and cock up the fight. Is he getting a push or is Kevin Owens getting demoted? (laughs) <laughs> From John Cena to Cesaro. That, that is the question. Or, or, I mean, it could be both at the same time. But I enjoy what's going on, though. Like, these guys are in a prime time position. Like, they're the number one threat as long as they get the time to steal the show and have the best match at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, or they can get 12 minutes. Yeah, like, there's no in between. He's like, you get 12 minutes and a garbage finish. Yeah, or you get, you know, 17 minutes and a classic. Possibly. Um, it's looking like the third biggest match on the card, depending on how you feel about the tag match that's brewing. But Owens and Cesaro's um, whole thing was Owens has accomplished more in you know the time that he's been on the roster than Cesaro has in three years, mm-hmm. which was you know pretty pretty stinging to say. And true, <clears throat> um, they he basically you know they're they're doing a little bit of backstory telling without telling where it's from because both of them are Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor guys. And he was just saying stuff like he's always been better than Cesaro and, you know, different stuff like that. Uh, what do you make of them doing, using that backstory? Do you um, think they need to explain it a little better rather than just, you know, in those vague terms that they do it? No, because it's already over. They've already done their job. That missed, the episode of Miss TV did their job. Hmm. I, um, honestly, I don't think they really need to talk again. On TV, I mean, they'll probably will put the mic in um, Owens' hands, but you know, they gave the they gave a mic to Cesaro, and he didn't, you know, crap over himself on himself. Right. So we, you know, we did it. Way to go! We, we you know, we here now. We yeah. got this. Yeah. We, you know, they felt like he's over. We had a mic once, and Let's the, see. The, the something Let's to see. work, get a few to work, and it worked. So you know, and we made it. And you can't get somebody more booable than Owens right now. Like, yeah. he's just... I mean, you could say Seth Rollins, but Owens is just... He's so detestable. Walk, Owens, walk has become the new that thing. That was funny. Uh, that was just funny. And there, there was a chant that got going on that. Yep. And I think, you know, this has some legs. Hopefully these guys get three pay-per-view matches. Thank God they're not trying to make one of them wrestle Sheamus. <sighs> yeah. um, which they're going to... Randy Orton is, is getting fucked out He's here, stuck bro. Stuck out there, like <laughs> Randy Orton is stuck out here for SummerSlam. Look, man, I don't know why we why we complain, man. Sheamus is a future world champion. Yeah, you know he's a former world champion too. <clears throat> that too, you know this same company wants to put the belt on Sheamus, but they had to be strong armed into giving Daniel Bryan the belt. Who the fuck is booking this shit? But <clears throat> uh, very good segment with them. Uh, very excited for the feud. Uh, I'm sure these guys have wrestled each other a ton of times on the Indies. They wrestled each other recently on D- in WWE. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what it, what they do with it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Rusev absolutely destroys Mark Henry. Like, yeah. it, like I thought we were back to a, a year ago at this time where Rusev was squashing all the black guys. You know the weird thing? He actually had pay per view match a match or two on pay per view with Mark Henry, and he never got squashed like this. Yeah, obviously they don't. One, obviously yeah. they don't care. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember that one where he made him pass out on Raw. That was a very good match. You remember the one when they had the pay per view and he came out in the red, white, and blue singlet, 
and then they had him sing the nat or the national anthem was something was before crying. He was crying. Yes, they, they pulled out all the they pulled out all the stops. Like, and bro, I, still, I, I ain't never. Did he pass see. out? He passed out to uh, him. Raw. He passed out. out he on, tapped out on the show, on the pay per view. I forgot what it was. I think I think he had, he did it twice in a row. Okay, he passed out twice in a row. Okay. And remember, like, we were going to get a Big Show versus Rusev feud, and then they were like, nah, Big Show, we're going to have you turn heel again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big heel. The big heel. Um, you know, and of course, Summer Rae is out there, and, you know, did we talk about the the fish thing? No, we did not. Oh, my God. That was last week. Um, basically, Rusev is, is, is approaching rarefied... Uh, air right now as far as uh, the male chauvinist gimmick and the um, the ultimate you know you know it is a pleasure for you know a woman to what did he say something along the lines of to be to be be honor for a woman to care for a man or something along those lines and 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 then he just kept going it's it's really I guess it's I guess you know. It's really refreshing to find that we can uh, be able to find a new place where we can find more things to dig in in the the area of of chauvinism. Yeah. I find that very admirable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable where we're going. And with then, this. and then, basically, Rusev has a moment of the night where he throws a fucking fish at Lana, <laughs> an actual fish. And the best part about that was, I think, right almost right after that. John Cena and uh, <laughs> and Seth Rollins rolled around the ring. That same ring that had a, that had dead fish on the just on the on right. the mat, on the canvas. Hey, it's either dead fish or spit from Shawn Michaels. You or, pick or MRSA <laughs> <laughs> or staff. Yeah, or staff. Infection. Speaking of that, Ryback. Have you seen Ryback's knee? No, I haven't, bro. I heard about it, bro. Ryback's knee looks like so they sat like a cantaloupe on top of it. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yes. You like, think I find if I just type in Ryback on yes, uh, Twitter search? I bet you, you could. Or he, uh, supposedly uploaded on his Instagram and he put both his knees together. I was like, I didn't even know what they were. Did he take it down? No. Because sometimes they make him take it down. For I example... I, I don't think he did, but I'm sure if you Google search... Like you when it. Oksana dropped that knee in Naomi's eye and she took a picture of her swollen eye when she broke her orbital bone. Orbital bone her orbital bone. They uh, she had it up for like a day and took it down. I had to screen cap it. But it take that down, girl. Um, Came back looking like Slick Rick Darula. Sure did. Uh, bedazzled. Um, <laughs> King Barrett just killed Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is the new age Brooklyn brawler. I'm convinced. Really? I'm convinced he's well, a Brooklyn I mean, brawler. Both, I mean, you know, the Long Island, Island Ice. Yeah, it's, it's you know, Long Island, exactly. Brooklyn brawler. You know, they, they kind of close. He clint. I mean. He dresses a lot snazzier than uh, yeah, than, Brooklyn than the brawler, brawler but did. you know, I, I feel like Brooklyn Brawler, you know, had he made the money that Zack Ryder was probably making, you know, he might have upgraded the gear from the blue jeans, but <laughs> you know, in the ripped shirt, he kind of had a Dean Ambrose thing going on before we knew. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looks like they set a, a cantaloupe on that boy. <clears throat> that looks bad. Um, Paul Heyman basically uh, says the Undertaker picked this fight. Uh, Lesnar also just throws steel steps in the ring and stands on him for whatever reason. I guess it, you know if Brock Lesnar wants to do it, that's fine. It makes him look it, tough. It just put him on disp- put himself on display by having him stand taller in the air. I guess I don't know. Right. Make him look more godlike. 
Said, uh, Heyman said this was an evil and desperate Undertaker, not the same one that we last saw. Uh, and he also called Taker a submissive little bitch. Yeah. Um, uh, Heyman, uh, tough with the words lately. Um, if you got, look, if I have Brock Lesnar next to me, I'd be calling everybody all sorts of bitches in the whole, <laughs> yeah. so. I'm like, I, you can't whoop me. Like, yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, obviously, the obvious is, yeah, you may have a gun, but unless you don't, <laughs> you, you, I bet you won't run it. Are, are we sure a gun will stop Brock Lesnar? We, look. If it wasn't me, well, we would damn sure find out. <laughs> if it came down to it, we'd have to find out. Him and the tussle with Brock Lesnar. Get out of here. Look, it'd be a handicap match. Richard Lada and Gunn versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, basically, Heyman says, Taker can't rest in peace knowing he can't and won't ever defeat Brock Lesnar. And that's an underrated aspect of this story. The Undertaker has never, ever, ever beaten Brock Lesnar. Nope. And I hope they never let him. I guess, man. I guess. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not buying these magic tricks, bro. He needs. If he gonna beat uh, Lesnar, he need to come out on that fucking bike. You know, rolling, 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 rolling. Like he's gonna have to tap into being a real man to, to beat uh, Brock. Look, man. I'd rather see Undertaker retire than, than to see him wrestle a WrestleMania or anywhere else when they, on that biker gimmick. That shit was whack. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I, mean, I just can't deal with that. Like I don't know how many times I gotta say this on this podcast. I just can't deal with that, man. It can't be that. <coughs> it can't be that. Nah, that ain't where it's at. Not at all. No that one, ain't who he be. Like man, no one wants to see no American badass. Out, get out of here, man. Uh, up next, we had Paige and Naomi in another long match. Um, this mm-hmm. is the new standard for the women now. Uh, the long matches. Um, getting 13, 14 minutes at a time, which maybe you, even 10. Which do you think was a better match? The I better thought the tag match. match was better. Same here. Um, usually the first match is when it comes to this stuff. It's been well, winning. The, week before the Sasha I Page t- one, I say, was good. That was the second match. No, no, they were the uh, first. Of, they were the I'm first match the week before, yeah. I like, But I like the tag match um, <clears throat> the week before as well. So, I mean, I like I, I, they haven't had a bad match yet with these women, but they haven't had necessarily the knockdown, drag out, NXT takeover. Oh my god, type of match yet. I think they've got a they, they're building to it. Like I think they're harboring they're harboring an environment where that is allowed to happen. Like we weren't ever going to get one the way they were going before. Yeah, it's like this one is like okay, you know, we're putting in the foundation where it can grow from it. We're we're laying down the fertilizer pretty much. Yeah, I think they kind of need to, um, at this point, build more animosity between teams, and even even inside the teams, because it's more or less just right now, it's just typical competition, and that's cool, but we don't watch fake sports just for regular old competition. To see who wins. Yeah, you know, like, there has to be there stakes and personality involved in it, and really all it is is let's just go out here and prove we're the best, and, like, that's, that's cool, but eventually they're going to need a storyline to this like right. besides just Stephanie just wanted to throw throw in a, mon- a monkey ri- a monkey wrench into the machine. Like I want to see Paige or Charlotte and Paige turn to each other and be like, "I'm gonna have a better match than you tonight." Watch. <laughs> and be like, be like, "I'm gonna win my match. How about you?" And then you know it splits. You know, <clears throat> but you know maybe it's coming. Maybe we, we just gotta yeah. be patient. Maybe summer. I think SummerSlam. We're by at least by SummerSlam. We're gonna get some double crosses or something. Yeah. 
Um, so Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose are backstage cutting a promo wearing hot rod shirts. Yeah. Um, Ambrose told Bray Wyatt, "No, no, no, no. To- you missed the okay because all both of those three teams, both of those three man, ta- uh, six man tag teams, they had a promo. Had a promo. You for, you skipped over." The Wyatt. Okay, and I, I was going to get to that one, but I didn't well, know the order. Was first. Okay, I'll start with that one. So, I remember it because. So, Bray Wyatt starts his promo, um, and he basically goes off on a you know one of his normal things, mm-hmm. uh, and Luke Harper is you know he starts talking and oh okay Luke's going to speak. And then all of a sudden you know you just see a fucking gold briefcase. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like. What the fuck is Seamus doing there? Like, why is Seamus in? How did Seamus find this place? Exactly. Um, did they did they tell him that the smoke is natural in that you know vicinity? I honestly don't take it, think of it as being like the smoke machine or the vaporizer. I think that's just the must that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> I think that's just the must that's coming off of Luke Harper's uh, white beater. I think that's really what it is. When you just put it in a confined space and you turn off the lights and you put a light, yeah. or, I think that's just like okay. Yeah. That's yeah. just the musk emanating off of just just rising off of him. Yeah, just rising the fuck up. Like yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, you know, did Seamus bring a pint for these guys? Did they share a beer afterward? Maybe them them two them three have nothing. Or those three together, they have nothing in common other than they're just beers. they're enemies. They're they're bad guys. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, you know, Sheamus, as they used to say, as Del Rio used to say, <laughs> was, I thought it was funny. Like, it came off well on screen, but it, it just led, to me, opened up to so many questions to and, me, and it jokes. To me, was jarred. I was like, what the fuck are they doing together? Like, <laughs> like, promo. Like, like, Wyatt is hanging out with who? Like, you don't just hang out with no cult leader. Like, I don't think, I don't think you become friends with Jim Jones and you're not down with him. <laughs> Like it was like, yeah, I got this purple drink. Nah, I don't want none of that though. Like I don't I don't I don't understand how you just, you know, like if I was starting a cult, like and I had these followers and we just we just chilling. I don't think that happens. All I'll say is I hope Seamus didn't drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, they could have spiked that man's beer. You know, that that man comes out in a fucking jumpsuit. I heard, um, you know, <laughs> I saw on Twitter, they said instead of upside down Seamus, they got the real Seamus. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Instead of Eric Rowan. But, um. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, we get, uh, Roman Reigns, you know, holding on to Dean Ambrose for dear life, pretty much. Uh, WWE's just like. <laughs> He's a life preserver. Yeah. They're, they're trying to try so hard to just make sure make this him man. Make him a tag team and get it over with. Right. Man. Make him an official tag team. Make him a tag team and have. Uh, Dean Ambrose crossed that man at a certain point. Or have him... Have Reigns turn on him. Fuck it. Either one of them just, like, eventually do something. I mean, he wasn't even on the Raw last week. Yeah, Reigns, right? Right. He wasn't even yeah. on Raw the week before. And then this week, he just shows up and he's got a promo. And the best thing was, like, okay, so, you know how they had Sheamus just come in at, out of nowhere. They had... Randy Orton. Randy Orton drops his Old man Orton. Comes out, says one line, is like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> By the time, you know, he got a personality or something like that, Ambrose said, um, you know, leave Sheamus for him and all this other stuff, like... Mm-hmm. Orton really ain't got time for, you yeah. know, the posture and posing. I ain't got time, time to fight these fucking hillbillies. I'm just trying to fight uh, this nigga that, that jumped me a couple weeks back. Right. And that's all it comes down to it. I ain't never liked him. 
Yeah. Uh, so we get the we get the six man match and you know solid. Uh, the faces always win. When, yeah. when did the heels ever win on Monday Night Raw in six man tags? Never. Um, very good show, I thought. Uh, yeah, I it, thought it was. It flowed. I thought it was one of the better shows we've had this year, especially yeah. the first hour. The first hour, like I thought, it was the best first hour we've had this year. I, th- I felt. I mean, I'm, I, you know, all these could be together, missing one, but but uh, that was up there. They, uh, they definitely are hitting. They're they're going in strong in the SummerSlam. Uh, they let a lot of the the other since they really couldn't focus on Cena. They let you know uh, the tag match develop. They let Owens and Cesaro develop. They let the women get their time. Is it me, or is there just a bad habit of WWE having good? Episodes of Raw when Cena's not around. It seems like that happens a lot. Uh, when was the last time Cena wasn't there? I don't know, but it seems like every time he's not there for like, oh, he figures something out. They always figure. They always have something good, and it's like that's kind of like a Ewing theory. I would right. say a Ewing theory because obviously the show's better with him around, but it's just weird because like. Y'all can come out here and have a good show one week, but then y'all bring John Cena in, and then you'll have, like, you stretch where y'all have three, like, two episodes back-to-back of just shit. Yeah, and they'll have, like, three bag of segments in a row or something. Yeah. That's uh, weird. I'm just letting them know. We ain't got no time for that fuck shit. Um, did you like WWE's use of uh, just pimping Ronda Rousey all over, you know? I mean, she, they mentioned her twice. Whatever. Got to keep her fresh if they're going to actually do this. Yeah. Um, if Ronda Rousey comes in for WrestleMania 32, should she just run a gauntlet on the entire women's division? What fun would that be? I mean, people seem to like these uh, Instagram fights that she's putting on now. Yeah, but those are legitimate fights, though. Huh. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if you want Rousey Look, to actually punch... I guess. I mean, if you want Rousey to actually punch... Uh, Becky Lynch in the face for real. Yeah, we can do that, but I don't think I don't think that's exactly the you know the best thing you want to do is just seeing women get pummeled for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not like in you know what's supposed to be fake. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, and and uh, oh yeah, we got the Dr. Dre album. We can talk about a little bit. All right. This um, new Dr. Dre album just kind of dropped out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, like an RKO from Randy Orton. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it's called Compton. Uh, I guess everyone must know that's where he's from. Um, a lot of the... I mean, he's been saying it for like 30 years. <laughs> I'm from Compton, Compton, Compton. Um, Dr. Dre is how old right now? Whew, uh, let me see real quick, because I uh, actually have the wiki up on... He was 27 uh, when the chronic dropped. Okay, I'm not even going to go through all that. He is age... Wow, they didn't even... He doesn't even have his name... Oh, he's 50. He's 50. I skimmed through it and I say, damn, he's old. They didn't even have his wiki of his age. <laughs> Dr. Dre is a 50-year-old rapper. Yeah. And this album is, is, is flame. Yeah. Um... I, you know how the old adage is, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks and all that kind of stuff. That ain't true. Dude. When it comes to Dr. Dre, it, look, it sounds like. You know what's so fun it, for me? I can clearly tell who's writing his rhymes to and when. Yeah. I feel like. But I, I wasn't even talking about <clears throat> raps. For me, because, you know, 
Dre, he's going to get by good enough. But the thing with the Dre albums have always been like, the beats are so great that, it, like, you can have somebody, like, as long as you just don't fuck them up. Like, you got yourself. <laughs> don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just don't fuck it up. You got yourself something just special in your hands. And, like, for me, I think about The Chronic, and I think about 2001, and I think about this. It's like, a lot of people, you think, when you think of producers, you sort of think of, you know, a certain time period and time changes and then they come up with something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always lose these guys that, you know, some of our favorite producers, because, you know, we're, me and you are into this kind of stuff, production. And you lose producers over over just for a span of five years and then you never hear from them again. And you're just like, wow, but you know they're still super talented. Mm-hmm. So, like, case in point, like, the resurgence of Pharrell the last two years. Which just, I just can't explain. Like, why was, like, why was Pharrell, like, he couldn't, he couldn't buy a hot track off Pharrell from after 2006 to 2012. But then all of a sudden, Happy's out. Uh, He's doing all this stuff with uh, Daft Punk, Mm -hmm. and he's back. You know, like, like... you, yeah. I can't. Words can't explain how happy I was to see Pharrell uh, ha- do the halftime performance for the All Star Game that year, mm-hmm. and he brought Chad out. I was like, "Oh, Chad's back! They're back!" I, yeah, I just felt like Chad's just standing there, like <laughs> not playing, doing shit. He was playing that. He was playing that keyboard. <laughs> that keyboard guitar joint. Sure, he was. <laughs> Look, as far as I'm concerned, that man was out there on that Bruno Mars really? with those guys in the video, you know, holding instruments and not playing them. Oh, the whole out there. thing out there, yeah, out here just doing a legend slide with a trombone. You ain't moving the, the slide at all. Yeah. You just out there just holding the brass. Yeah. Okay. You know, as far as I know, Chad out there been doing that for ages. Yeah, but just back to my point, I just the fact that he could adapt, and I mean, I shouldn't say that I'm shocked that he should be able to adapt, given you know you listen to. Any of the NWA stuff, then you listen to any of the early '90s uh, G Funk stuff, and then you listen to any of the uh, 2001 stuff, and it's all so different. Mm-hmm. But he's just like for him to at 50 years old to be out here making tra- trap beats and like innovative trap beats. Yep. And then like the the breakdowns in them. Um, like the way the way the way he sw- switches up like the drum rolls, yeah, it's just like God. You texted me the South One. What did what did you mean by this? All right, well, if you listen to that, and you also listen go back uh, two years ago, and you listen to Magna Carta Holy Grail. Like they hear Jay Z and Dr. Dre rapping over trap beats. It's like. You never would have thought this ever would have happened when they were like rapping over some like. No, it wasn't me, invented yet. Huh? I mean, uh, it wasn't invented yet. I mean, rapping over essentially southern beats is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, Jay Z will hop on the hot remix or whatever. Yeah, he'll do that. But I mean, for the, like for the heart of their al- both of their albums to be just basically just over blaring eight oh eights. That's just. I just feel like, I mean, it's it's over. Like, it's, um, you know, the one thing that I always loved growing up was the the distinct sounds of every, all these different regions. Mm-hmm. Like, New York boom bap didn't sound nothing like uh, bass music in Miami, right? All that yep. loop shit. It didn't sound nothing like some of that Houston, 
or sorry, some of the the Memphis uh, jazz stuff that like Eight Ball MJG was doing. It sounded nothing like the like the far out space age stuff um, the Outcast was doing at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like AT Aliens in particular. I feel like sounded, uh, Outcast <clears throat> and Wu Tang was kind of similar, but as far as the beats, uh, I, I don't I don't see that. But like, yeah, they both did samples, but like I feel like RZA was just on some other like I couldn't imagine Ice Cream being something that Outcast rapped on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine Jazzy Bells being something that. Go, I can imagine Ghost Rap on, but I couldn't imagine someone like I couldn't imagine Method Man or any of them other <laughs> any of them other guys. Five of those yeah, guys. Rayquan Ray <laughs> either, right? Um, and the same thing when you hear like the G Funk stuff from or the G Funk stuff or um, even like the even like the Dre stuff that was it's not G Funk, but it's like. I'm making. I'm working on like sampling, uh, blurring sounds, putting together, or I'm working off making like uh, keep your heads ringing mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Like keep for me, keep your heads ringing. Um, Natural born killers, like that mid '90s, uh, like that long. Yeah, since. like that mid '90s. Doctor Dre is like probably my favorite Dre. Like is like that going that to like California Love. Like, that's my favorite, like, version of Dre production. Uh-huh. But you said, like, like, all the regions are just different. Right. Now, I mean, the, the game has gotten sort of, like, especially trap music has taken over so much, where it's like, all right, you'd be either rapping over a rap, a trap beat, a ratchet beat, or, and everything else is, like, grab bag stuff where you're just trying to figure, grab other stuff to try to make it, yeah. you know, try to put a piece of all this stuff together. Or you're sampling something that's just like, hold on. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh... Novelty, almost in a sense. Uh, I mean, we're just at this like every we're at like this homogenous type of deal. But it's like every, everybody ra- everybody over. rapping over over everything. Mm-hmm. Like because you know Drake out here is rapping over you know what we consider whack beats at times. And like he just give like when he he can he has an ear for hot beats like Six Gods a tight beat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, what's it called? Uh, what's the song that's actually like "Know Yourself, Know Your Worth"? What's the name of that song? Know Yourself. Oh no! Oh uh, yeah, it was zero to one hundred. Zero to one hundred. Yeah. That beat's tight. Uh, the, like "Know Yourself," "Roll Those Wolves." That's yeah. that's a tight beat as well. Six or a hundred or ten bands. That's a tight mm-hmm. beat. But you know, we also know that Drake was like, "Oh, oh, successful." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin's room. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we you know. Like, so, he's always up and were down you, with him. Were you surprised to see no 50 Cent on the album? I thought that was in keeping with the... the other than Eminem, if... I mean, I don't know about those other non... Those other guys I'd never heard before. Uh-huh. Like, the... Uh, John Connor's dope. He, I saw him uh, open up for Joe Budden. Like, for example... What's the dude's name? With King Bez? Uh... Right, so... Yeah, like King Mez, Justice. Yeah, those guys are new. Um, Anderson Pack. Like I've never, I never heard of those three guys, right? Right. But I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that they're all from Southern California. Uh huh. So you think of it this way: 
everybody on that album except for Eminem is from Southern California. Where's, Whether, where's Jill Scott from? Well, I meant rappers. Okay. I meant rappers. Like, I, you know. People don't care if people write hooks for yeah, people. Right. People don't care who to sing on the track. Oh, so, Exhibit, too. Exhibit's not from Cali, but he's ingrained in Cali. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's yeah. a, I mean, he was on Bitch Please. He may as well be a, be a Southern <laughs> California rapper, right? So, you know, so... Uh, anyway, I can get down on that, too. I lived out there for a little bit. I wasn't rapping yet, but, you know... I mean, you mean if, look if Draco signed you, you can do anything you want. Right, you know, you know I'm you trying have, to get that like, Apple Music money. I'm trying to think who was the dude? Uh, who was like? Because all them three dudes. Look, all you tell me. Look, me. you tell me. I ain't better than Hitman. I mean, I could. <laughs> you know, like you know, what up, Hitman? If you're listening, but you know, when it comes, you know, 2015 dude, compared to 1999, so Richard Latta, you know, versus Hitman, it, it's it's you know. We, it's not exactly equal. We always talk. We you have had this conversation about uh, how you know the how good Dr. Dre is in comparison to how good Timlin is. Like who's a better beat maker? Who's a better producer? Like Timlin, in my opinion, is a better flat out just beat maker. As far as he has a he's so unique to himself, and he's always you know. And then you give you think about Dre and like the production, and you can work. It speaks for itself. Like. As far as production credits, like, no one has a better list of just hit records, and you know, or all-time great rap records from one producer. Yeah. And, and, and lists of artists. Yeah. And the thing is, artists is like cultivating the, the, the talent of artists, whether it be 50 Cent or, game, or Two Pockets or Points or Game or Kendrick or, M- or Eminem or 50 Cent. And then you look at, like, his, or you look at, like, and then you look at Timbaland and you're like, Miss All the beats are tight. You look at the, you look at like the Beat Club era, and it's like Petey Pablo, Miss Jade, and Bubba Sparks. And Bubba Sparks, the only one that's actually raw, but he's a country white boy, so ain't nobody really check for that shit, yeah. right? So is like, so you think about that, and you're like, yeah, he does. You know, he's a better producer because he knows how to. You know, he picked better artists, and he you know made hit records and got more ta- more out of his out of his artists. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's true. But for every Snoop Dogg, there is a Truth Hurts. <laughs> and, we forget, and we forget that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I... The one thing that... All you got to do so, is be right once in a while. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was right enough. Yeah. He was right more than... Look, more, look he hit on like... He hit on like six different guys. And if one person landed on one time, we'd be talking about they're genius. Right. But, um... And it just shows you how great Dre was. But I was saying about like the, you know like the King Miz and uh, the Anderson Pack dude like for example on Loose Cannons at the end of Loose Cannons I don't know who that dude was I think uh, either Sly Piper or Cold One Eight Seven the dude at the end that was basically on that Eminem I'm gonna kill myself pull the gun at you and shoot at me I was like okay that's 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 just straight I'm like okay. I don't know where that dude's from, but <laughs> that's some Tech Nine shit to me. I thought uh, Anderson Pack was particularly impressive. Like he's a singer, I'm gonna assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the song "Animals." Uh, Dr. Dre was on. It was pretty tight. Yeah, uh, the, I couldn't believe that. It was good to see Snoop Dogg uh, rapping. Yeah, uh, a couple times. I like the second one he was on. Like uh, this all new. This all came like this song. This album came out. Officially today. Oh wow! So we're out here, you know. Yeah, like it, real, it leaked, real, yeah, really. like it leaked out the Monday before, or sorry, the day before. Uh huh. 
And that's why there were so many, and it was a stream, remember, it was off Apple Music. It is not even like, actually, like, people were just grabbing this off of a hard copy. Right. People were just ripping this shit off of a stream. Yeah, it's just That's why, like, the streams were so bad in the first run when they right. came out. You know, even though we're not supposed to be talking about us, you know, down yeah. stuff legally, but you get my you point. Know, you know, you know, we're all saying and guys, you know. I mean, but Twitter, when Twitter pops up, and you're like, oh, it came oh, out. It's out? I, I, right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I like, got to get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go buy it later. Yeah. So... You know. You know, uh, once I get down into Best Buy, yeah. you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, the album's pretty tight. Uh, make sure you guys check it out. Purchase it, it through was legal just, means. Dude, um, I mean, it was just the beats. Like, and the instrumentation. Or beats, was, yes. It just felt like, wow, this is what Donna Dre's been up to for a while. It was for me... Th- for, like there's certain albums where you just like tell like money actual real money was put into getting these getting, sounds getting these sounds out um and like the last one that I heard the last album I thought wow this act this album actually sounds like a million bucks this way mm-hmm. it's probably uh Future Sex Love Sound I'm oh, sorry that's Future Sex Love Sound that was, shit that was 2006 <laughs> um was uh I would say uh, Paper Trail is up there out I was going to say, um, as far as like live instrumentation and strings and all that kind of stuff and actual orchestra behind you, was the, the Justin Timberlake 2020 experience, where it's oh, like, okay. that sounds like a million bucks. Or, like, that uh, sounds ex- like, that sounds extravagant. I mean, you can say the same thing, obviously. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, say that. No, I mean, you can even say that for uh, Manicard Holy Grail. I'm just saying, like, yeah. like, the trumpets, like, the trumpets on the game song, mm-hmm. That's nuts. The trumpets uh, being the trumpet uh, solo at the end when Kendrick Lamar is basically drowning it in, in the deep water. That 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 was just so enthralling and grabbing. Uh, even though it's like, okay, I obviously know he's not drowning in a fucking pool or, or, or in some water, but you get my point. Like it just like it, it just snatch you up in that moment. All right. Just especially the intro. Yeah, man. The intro when it's just like a newscast explaining like how Compton got so fucked up. It pulls into the uh, into the talk about it song, and it's just like, ugh. It's like it's like that dead body face you got when you yeah, hear uh, the the uh, talk about it. Like if y'all don't know what the dead body is, is the first time you hear a song, it, you get that look like you saw like you walked up on a dead body, and then like, <laughs> and you start making that face like, ugh. But um, yeah tight album uh i look forward to, to blasting it in the car i haven't put it on the itunes yet or the ipod yet it's in the itunes but um yeah uh we um are once again uh working on big moves for one nation radio we are waiting for the official confirmation uh, of said moves uh, when we get information you guys will get the information um uh, but we uh to take a uh i want to say this we guys we hope you guys are prepared to move along with us yeah that's uh, that's all we're going to say and you know we don't want to um you know get you get you guys to a point to where you're just on edge sick not knowing what's going on so once we finally get the word we'll we'll hop on here for like a even like a 5 minute thing and give you all the details of what's going on yeah. So, um, so you guys won't be left in the dark. So you'll know where, where, what the hell's going on. So, yeah. um, but for the meantime, um, we're with, we're with you, and, and if anything happens, we'll let you know. Yep. 
Uh, when does uh, your football? When does the football part podcast start? Next Thursday. Next Thursday. So make sure you guys. Um, when we get the links, we'll advertise it. If you want to hear James going all about the NFL, uh, we've ha- we had one NFL show on here a uh, long time ago. <laughs> Back when we were trying to do everything, everything, yeah, yeah. Um, everything, everything. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I would say uh, that's that's one of James' specialties among many um, other ones. Uh, uh, not really specialty, more like a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> that's, that's sort of my thing. Um, so uh, we we will let you guys know the news as it comes to us. Make sure you guys check out uh, whatculture.com um, where I'm right, going to be writing a ton more because I'm quitting my job, everybody. Um, I'm you know going to be taking my my pursuits into my own hands. I'll be engineering at a recording studio. Uh, in our area, down in Tempe area, if you're listening, you know, holla at me. Um, and I'll also be doing a ton more writing. Also, have a Yuha or excuse me, Apollo Cruise uh, column coming out. Um, what do you make of this Apollo Cruise thing? Real fast before we. Uh, I mean, they could call him by his real name. They could. Yuha Nation. No, 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 no. I was being sarcastic. That name's awful. Like <laughs> they call somebody. Like the same thing I was saying on the thread. Like. People didn't like the Apollo Crews name. I obviously understand. It's like okay, so he's he's black, so you give him like the Apollo Creed like type of name, There's especially in NXT. In NXT, wasn't um wasn't uh, Xavier Woods Creed something? No, he was just Xavier Woods in TNA. He was consequences consequences Creed. Oh, okay, that's why they can't do that. All right, so so for me, you know, I mean, if you to, to be fair. You house sounds more like a noise than an actual name. I mean, some people didn't like my jokes, but y'all, that's y'all, y'all, y'all. yeah. I mean, that, that, that's only a step away from from instead of woo-ha is yuha. So yeah. it, you know, Buster yeah. Rhymes. And yes, I actually did go down and fall down the rabbit hole just following, looking at old Buster Rhymes videos. Right. Just felt like. 80 minutes just going through give me some more to fire Good to job. get out of here to that man's running around neck. looking looking ridiculous Dangerous. like painting himself up uh, wearing ridiculous outfits yeah, yeah just, just remaking ridiculous. movies yeah all of those real movies like Dangerous is uh, is Lethal Weapon right uh, Pink Hands My I Can See is Coming to America mm-hmm. uh, Fire is Twister mm-hmm. um now, what's it going to be? That's not a movie. I was thinking that's, that. Not, I was like, what the fuck is that? That's not a movie. Like, that's just still not around, whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> that, bitch. Oh, that was 98, bitch. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you can sort of say it's Terminator 2. I don't oh, know. But, oh. <laughs> but that's... Cause <laughs> that's what he was going for. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Oh, uh, Mad Max is, uh, um, is fired up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else do we have on the docket? Um, I'm blanking right now, but you get my point. Like he, he did a, a bunch of them were takes on were basically like takes on movies, right? Um, well, this is this was the 90th episode of One Nation Radio. Um, we're, oh, wow. we're building towards 100, where we will have a special guest on the show. Um, uh, they know who they are, and James is doing the yes chant. Um. Uh, 
So we will we will speak more of said person in the uh, ten episodes that remain or nine episodes that remain before we get to one hundred. Got to build it. Got to put her over. You know. Or him. You yeah. Know. You know. So. This is One Nation Radio. Um, out of here. Uh, we never know. We may be back uh, with me quitting my job. Uh, we may be back more, more and more often. Uh, so, <laughs> full details to come in a couple weeks. But this is One Nation Radio. Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.